Hello everybody and welcome to Piano Method Madness, aka the Black and White Struggle. My name is G Absolu. And today we're going to continue discussing some of basic music theory that we left off in the previous episode. Did you know that there are seven letters that comprise the musical tones in music? They are A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> but on the piano, they're not arranged this way. We start with the letter C, which is this note here. You can also say Do. D is the next one, which you could say Re. singing sucks but you guys can deal with that for a little bit anyway that's c d c d e f g a b c had a little flub there on the key so forgive me people all, all songs that you play on a piano pretty much have the same arrangement when it comes to scales there are different scales out there but that's for later discussion we'll talk about keys and different scales that you'll play the majority of the scales that you'll play when we get into the book are either in the key of c or in g which I'll help you find out how you do that. Now let's talk about treble and bass clef. Together, treble and bass clef make up what's called the grand staff. That's where all the notes appear that you play and follow along in the book. This should be starting to sound familiar to you right now. <laughs> I hope so. But anyhow, the treble and bass clef both, ha both have five lines and four spaces. The line starting from the bottom on the treble clef is E, G, B, D, F. That's from the bottom to the top. Every good boy does fine. In between those lines, you have the spaces, which is F, A, C, E, with F being on the bottom, E being on top. Or together, you can say face. That's how you can help to remember it. Now, on the bass clef, you have G, B, D, F, A, with G being on bottom and A being on top, the topmost line. In between there, you have the spaces, which is a C E G. Now, to help you remember the the lines of the uh, the the note names of the lines of the bass clef, you can say "Good boys do fine always," and the spaces you can remember it is "All cows eat grass." And that's all we really need to talk about as in regards to treble and bass. Now we're moving on to to time signatures. Now, if you ever played a song, you probably saw a little C or some numbers in the first measure of the song. Those little numbers told you how, what pattern the song is going to be played in and what note held a certain value. Like if you saw 4-4, four, four, that usually means four beats to a measure and the quarter note gets the beat in each measure. I want to talk about rhythm. A lot of us have it and some of us don't. You know, some of us clap on two and four, others clap on one and three. But the main thing we have in common is that we both clap and we can clap on beat. Now, I'm going to load up this little pattern here on my piano so we can play it and practice together. Now, here we go. Now, here's a little, a little, a little loop that's playing. And we can start the count. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If you notice, we're playing, I was clapping on two and four. 
Now some people clap on one and three for like this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. All right. Now, if you were following along and you were clapping on beat, then that's real good. Now, if you're right here, I was playing this beat and you were doing this. <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> I highly suggest that you probably try, try this again when you've gotten a little bit more grasp of time. <laughs> not to be fun, not to laugh at you, but... But seriously, you're going to need a good feel for time when you're playing, uh, when you're learning how to play music. And from there, I want to move on to note values. There are many notes that, that, are, that make up a song, and each note has a certain value placed on it. But I'm going to start here. You think of notes, the notes, uh, think of notes as different slices of a pie with a whole pie being a whole note and a half note being half of that pie and a quarter note being a quarter of that pie. For example, let's do it this way. I'm going to play this drum beat again and I'm going to play C and count off the measures in each loop as we go along and hold down the note, the note value. Let's count it off. One, two, Three, four. That was a hold note that I played holding down the C for four beats. I'm going to count it through and hold the C again. Here we go. One, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four. Stop. That was a hold note. Now, if we divide a hold note in half, we'll get two half notes and you play that by holding down the half note for two two beats in the measure and the other half note for two beats in the measure so here we are one two three four one two three four so that was a half note so if you can envision envision the pie now you have you split it in half and there's a line going through your pie with two pieces now, creating two pieces out of that pie. Now, if we split this pie again equally, that means one more cut, you divided a half, so now you have four fourths. So that means each one are now quarter notes, or you get a quarter of the pie. So there are four pieces in that whole pie, which I'll play and demonstrate using this beat again. So you have one, two, three, Four and one, two, three, four. You see how we're going? We started off with a whole note being held down for four beats in the measure. Then we went down to two half notes and down to four quarter notes. You notice that each time we're splitting this, the notes are doubling. So now we went to quarter notes. So now we're going to go into eighth notes. As you would imagine, when you divide the quarter notes equally, four of them you get Eight, eight notes. So here you go. We play it like this. One, two, three, four. But instead of doing counting like that, we're going to go one and. Here we go. One, two, three, four. One and two and three and four and. 
That's it. That's it. And if we divide these eighth notes again equally, we would get sixteenth notes, and that would be one E and a two and E and a three E and a and four E and a. Respectfully, we'll play it again. We'll try it here. Two, three, four, and one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a. And there you have it. As you imagine, if we div kept dividing, we would get larger and larger numbers and uh, pieces, but they wouldn't last as long as any of the note, uh, the value of the note before it. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is finger numbering. I want you to hold your hands up in front of you, both of them. Go ahead and hold them up. Look at them. Your thumb on both hands are number ones. Your pointing fingers are number twos. Your middle fingers are threes. Your index fingers are fours and your pinkies are fives. Now this is very vital because if you plan on following along, a lot of the a lot of the notes in the book have specific fingerings for you to, to use so you can progress along and advance some of your skills. Remember, your thumbs are one, pointing fingers are two, middle fingers are three, ring fingers are four, and pinkies are five. Now I'm going to talk about finger independence. Now when I talk about finger independence, I, it pretty much means that you can move your fingers and your hands to, so that one is doing something while the other is doing something completely different. And as you progress through the book, you'll start noticing that your hands are doing something completely on its own. And you're like, I'm not even thinking about it. And that's kind of wild and mind blowing. And the, the minute you start thinking about it, that's when you lose your finger independence. But if you concentrate, you can, you can gain it. But the way you gain it is to not look down at the keys. If you're looking, if you're looking down at the keys as you're playing, you're not going to gain, gain uh, finger independence because you're pretty much focusing on the position, the position of your hands on the keyboard. But what I recommend is, okay, you can look down your keyboard for the first couple of times as you play it. But as you become more and more comfortable, keep your eyes on the sheet music as you play, and you'll find that your hands continue to do what they're doing without you looking down at them because you'll start to play by touch. Now, now that we have recapped on the basics of, uh, of uh, music theory, I think it's now a good time to let you know that we're going to start playing basic blues for the piano in the next episode. Thank you for listening. See you next episode.